0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey,
1: welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio 8 of our CHGO offices here in the west loop of chicago i'm sean anderson your host of the chgo white sox podcast you can follow me on twitter at sean underscore w underscore anderson we got the normal three-man crew three-man weave here uh, on the chgo white sox podcast Vinny duber you can follow him on twitter at Vinny duber he's our chgo white sox beat writer uh and our connection to jonathan Taze. uh it's, it's because i'm wearing a blackhawks jersey yeah it's yeah. you're like for you're the forrest gump of jonathan tase history Within the last two years at least yeah, yeah I was yeah we'll get Ran- into it.
2: randomly randomly last year where we had our our workouting uh, at the Hawks game and mm-hmm. uh, that was his 1000th game uh, then earlier or what two weeks ago or something mm-hmm. like that I was at the game where he came back off the uh, off the do they have it the I injured help. list in yeah. uh, in hockey I don't even know what it's called but uh, and then I am going uh, this evening
1: to his final game as a Blackhawk so I've checked all the boxes, I suppose. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at Echnerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader.
0: Uh, y- you a big hockey guy? Uh, I was telling the people, I'm more of a Wolves guy than a Blackhawks guy. <laughs> yeah. Big skates guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the tech inside <laughs> of his fingers. Um, but, yeah, I've gone to Blackhawks games. Before the whole, you know, dynasty happened, I went and there was no one there. You can get 300 tickets and then walk down to the 100 level and, you know, probably get some ice time back then but uh yeah it's a sad slash uh happy slow cel- celebratory day for jonathan Tays as the captain the uh the hawks is going away for good good. at least, we're, good. At least we're not the hawks Herb he's not gonna them. be playing with the hawks anymore Herb put the nail in the coffin he's not gonna be playing here anymore um yeah no he's gone
1: um we're going to talk a little bit about Taze, kind of try to tie it into the White Sox. Uh, Vinny had a good uh, way to uh, phrase this. Um, we'll talk about which Taze future will the, will the White Sox see. Will they have maybe not three titles? Uh, that'd be real nice. Uh, but title success? Or will they be restarting? Uh, will, they, will they have a third rebuild? Uh, as Mike Rankin kind of alluded to uh, yesterday, when we were talking uh, post-13 game check-in. Third? When was the, when was the
0: first one? What are we counting the first one as? I guess the first one would be 12 when Recon initially took over. But that wasn't really a, a, uh, hey, we're rebuilding. They didn't tear down, yeah. Yeah, they were just like, we're in between. We're rebuilding slash going for it. I don't know. He's been on the job Those half measures that didn't work for anybody. All the
1: years where they lose blend together. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll talk uh, about the red flags. Because if they're losing, hey, what's concerning about this team? Uh, What's truly going to hinder their ability to be successful or, you know, what is not going to be a worry come August, September. Uh, And then we'll wrap it up uh, with a little bit of preview for the next five games. We'll go through the next starts for each and every one of the uh, rotation and starting pitchers. Uh, But let's jump into the first topic uh, with Jonathan Taze. More about Taze, the Hawks himself, uh, and we have even Jonathan uh, joining us on the table there. Uh, Do you have a connection to this team i mean we shared the chgo uh, the graphic on uh, at chgo underscore sports today of longest tenured players in chicago Tays since 2007 i don't think there's a a player since 2000 and like 13 since uh then um leary garcia was was up there and a long tenured uh, white sock but what what does he mean to you if anything what does that team and that run
0: mean well Jay Zawoski and I were working at the score at the time And I was like, you know, oblivious to hockey what the NHL, especially the hockey That the Blackhawks were playing at the time Because the score did the games And I had to, you know, drone through the Doing the board in those games And it was tough, it was a tough go And so when they got Taze and Kane Jay's like, this is a game changer right here And I was like, yeah Who cares, it's hockey And then those guys won three cups or a team that hadn't won a cup in like 45 plus years So, you know If you take the Kyle Beach stuff out Which it's hard to do But that dynasty is... You know one of two in Chicago recent history that I think of with the Bulls being the the six championships they won like it doesn't happen here often but it's happened two times in my lifetime and the Bulls were great and the Blackhawks team winning three cups in what six years phenomenal you can't you can't win those championships without Jonathan Tays as the captain of those teams he was a Probably the best two-way player initially, and then mary hosa came, and then he's like, "Get out of here." But then Jonathan Taves is just the embodiment, I think, of this whole Blackhawks dynasty. When you think, when I think of the Blackhawks, and the guy I think of, Kane might have been a better offensive scorer, but Taves was the guy. Taves was the captain for a reason. He had the C on his chest for a reason. Never really had anything off the off the ice, and every time you spoke to him, you're like, okay. That guy knows what he's talking about, and his hockey IQ was on point, too. So it's going to be sad, and it's a good send-off to tonight for the Blackhawks and their fans to give this guy a nice uh, farewell. Yeah, this is very much the
2: end, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, it, it's it's – Interesting that the, uh, the, the story lasted as long as it did, 15 years or so, you know, from when those guys first came up and first got this thing started and got everybody's attention back on the Blackhawks. And now, you know, it's been quite a while since that last uh, championship, obviously. It's been several years since they've even been a playoff caliber team. But um, to go ahead and have this be the final moment. Kane gone a few you know a couple months back and now uh Tave's gone that this is the end and listen every story has a has a rise and, and a fall right I mean Herb you mentioned uh, the the very negative stuff that came out I mean terrible terrible stuff that came out in the wake of uh those championships and that run um You'll never be able to separate the two, Mm -hmm. but um, we all lived through the the moments when the games were being played, and uh, I I think about what that meant to the city in general and and being... A part of this community and you know you walking down the street and everybody's wearing something or uh you know Mm -hmm. being going to those parades be it in um and i I went to the parades in both 2010 and 2013 that one in 2013 i mean i i was too young to go to bulls parades you know back in the day but Mm -hmm. that one in 2013 out in grant park was just it was something else and it was really like i said being it was it was a city-wide celebration um you know, I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to bring this up, but I, I'm going to. All right. I don't remember if it was 2013 or 2015, but the next day, there was a clip that went kind of viral. It was WGN Morning News. Some guys out at you know at Wrigleyville had been going nuts all night long for them celebrating the Stanley Cup. And there's a viral clip the next morning. And there's a guy walking down the street, and the reporter who's still out there or went out there again to watch him clean up or something is out there, and the guy walks by and he stops, and and the reporter goes, he goes, sir, what do you what do you think about the what do you, what do you think about the Blackhawks and something like this? And it was a a, a black guy, and he goes and he goes, man you want to know how good the Blackhawks are they got black people to care about hockey
0: <laughs> and, and they it kept it moving too and, and then just kept walking away and
2: so like it again it, it that's a that's a funny moment a viral clip and stuff like that but I think it goes to show you the power of of these that these teams have in these city that in this city where even whole communities in this city that might not be terribly interested in one team or one sport everybody kind of comes together when when times are good and and I think that I think that that really says something and it was really cool to be a part of tonight is truly the the final the final end to that uh, to that period of time when the Blackhawks
1: were the
2: biggest thing in the city. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I kind of disconnected myself from the Hawks uh, after the, the 2015 uh, run and, and and win. So the beach stuff, again, just horrendous. But that that really wasn't a, a, a crushing blow to my fandom because it kind of already waned. Uh, but 2010 to 2015, when they were winning, like, I got into hockey big time. Like, that was my thing. And I was trying to... Uh, you know, I I, I was annoying, uh, weirdly enough, uh, but I'd be watching the games and I'd be tweeting out and being like, all right, can I beat how, how fast Mark Lazarus is at, at, at tweeting out the goal updates or or the, the, the Blackhawks actual Twitter update? Um, and I was just like, I was loving like being like just watching those games every single night was just like, I don't know. There was something really incredible about it. It was must see TV. It was must see TV. Every, they, and every, every game of an 82 game season was must see TV. I was thinking about this today too, like... The, what was so fun about the the Sox in 2020 and 2021 was they just kicked everyone's ass like 2020 I mean that was the most fun baseball I've ever watched especially the first 50 games because Jose Abreu was a god I mean he was untouchable and it was the most fun experience to watch my team was winning and it, it's it's not even my team at that point because I, I really wasn't into hockey mm-hmm. but again the Blackhawks had their own reasons to Not have Chicagoans be into hockey, you know, in the early two thousands because you know it's tough to watch. uh, Literally impossible, impossible to watch. watch. Um, (laughs) So you became friends with Alec. Yeah, uh, we were the only people of of our friend group that actually liked hockey, Um, and kind of same like you. uh, He, me, him, and a bunch of other friends went to the, I think the twenty ten. Parade and it was my first time going to Reckless Records that day too. So it was a very big day. Wow. Big, um, big day, big day to be in the loop. Big Chicago day. day. Well, it, was, it was one of the first days of, of, of you know, this Southside boy went to went to, went to All the, the way loop downtown. by wow. himself. Um, but that never seen the streets more packed. I mean like literally just end to end people shoulder to shoulder, just for the moment of oh, there's a the right bus. Hey, oh my god, that was cool. <laughs> That's yeah. it. All right, what do we hey. do now? Because we were going to Grant Park because that was already packed with a million people. But even those pictures, I mean, like 1 million and then there was like 3 million and then like 5 million people for those parades to celebrate those teams. It, it was an incredible time in Chicago. And again, like they made a lot of hockey fans during that time. And if the the Hawks are ever good, if they get Connor Bedard, probably watch a lot more hockey just because that's a fresh start for this team, this franchise, and, and hopefully they can have success again and hopefully they can kind of um, – make good on on the end of of that era because uh, again uh, a bad taste in all of our mouths um let's go to the question that you had though uh vinnie um tying it back to the Sox, what hawks future holds uh, uh which blackhawks past is the Sox future i guess um is it championships or is it a rebuild and you know legends
0: being sent off if I no, was it's oh, man, it's, it's, gonna gonna be, it's gonna be tough It's going be tough. Right now as we're standing five and eight and a team that is not looking promising, you know, we don't have young players that were like, okay, wait until XYZ comes, y'all's in trouble. That's not on the White Sox right now, so I can see maybe another rebuild for them. and hopefully they do it right if they do get a rebuild and this same core of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams get their second rebuild. They go all in when it's time to supplement the roster with Major League talent. So you go all in with a big-time contract for a right fielder, if need be pitcher, etc., cetera, et cetera. So that's what the Hawks did. They needed a player to put them over the top. Here in comes Marion Hosa, one of the best players in hockey history, great two-way player. Now if the White Sox can get that type of player to supplement whatever uh, spot they're missing – that would be great. I don't see them winning three championships, let alone one, in the near future. So I would say on the pessimistic side that they're going to be more of the rebuilding team, and hopefully they do well with it this time.
2: I mean, I threw that question out there because I think they they followed a similar blueprint, you know, not not to the T, obviously, but um, you. baseball is so different than hockey. Obviously, we've seen the Blackhawks, you know, core fall apart so rapidly just because of what the rules are because they've got right. that hard salary cap um no such thing in baseball um and you know but the White Sox have tried to rebuild themselves to create a core of guys and listen we've gotten to the point where the core is not just the guys who they got in those trades right I mean the core now has included Yasmati Grandal for four years that was an outside addition you know um and there are uh, you know Lance Lynn is in his third year with the team I mean the, the like Liam Hendricks, these are guys that they went out and got right. Maybe none of those guys are future Hall of Famers like Marion Hosa ended up being, but um, you know it, it'll it'll be interesting to to see what happens because I think they tried, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to win the World Series, uh, you know, this year or anytime soon, um, just because we've seen how good the teams in front of them are right in the moment. Right, the Blackhawks shot up to be the best team, and th- for for the better part of a decade, they were the team to beat every single year. I mean, if you're looking for the parallels between the Blackhawks and a baseball team, the Houston Astros are that are that team, right? Because mm-hmm. they rebuilt, they went out and got some guys, and they have stayed at the top of their sport for for years and years and years. Um, you know, but I don't think too that we're at the point yet where you can definitively say this group of guys that the White Sox placed their faith in, and I mean, what we're talking six seven years ago at this point right um Mm -hmm. he's completely never gonna do anything right i mean it could be a division champion um be it this year or in the or in the couple years moving forward um it could you know best case scenario be a team that that makes a little bit of noise in october i just don't see them being in the next couple years the best team in baseball unless something changes, and and it could, but, um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say the championship future of the Blackhawks is, is, or past, is on the horizon for the White Sox necessarily, Um, but I don't think, I talked early, this is the end of the Blackhawks dynasty story tonight, I don't think the White Sox are near the end of their recon rebuild story, if you want to call it that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, predicting when that expiration date's going to be is going to be interesting, and I think it's going to we're, we're going to have a, a better idea, obviously, at the end of this season. But, I mean, I, I think this window could be anywhere from, like, two to the end of Luis Robert's contract. I mean, you're, you're going to have Luis Robert until he's 29. Is he a Patrick Kane, Luis – or a, of course, he's a Luis Robert-type player. Um, <laughs> is he a Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tays like player where, you know, if you have him, you're always going to be contending? And that was kind of the issue of having those two, two on this team, the, the Hawks team, is that they're like, yeah, we're old – We'd like to compete and you're bad. Uh, We don't really want to help all these young players. Like, I don't know. Is Luis Robert going to be on a – want to be on a a rebuilding team? Is that at a point where you trade him? You know, too early to tell. Right. Um, But – I think they are similar in how they, they built themselves. Obviously, two different sports. When you go out and spend and, and get Marion Hosa Hall of Famer, you're spending $62.5 million on an 11-year contract or 12-year contract. Like, that just doesn't add up. Playing $5 million for a Hall of Famer, the White Sox would love to do that. Um, but, you know, that's that's not what it is in baseball. You know, we see the Ben signing of 75, five years, and I think the best way that we could kind of – make this comparison is if we had to make lines for the White Sox, right? Like they signed a first liner. They signed a first line Hall of Famer. Um, if they signed a first line defenseman pairing, right? They had Keith and Seabrook really didn't need that, right? But that would have still been massively important because that's going to be one of your five guys that's going to be on the ice the most. Same with a goalie, right? You, know, you have six very important players on the on the ice for, for a hockey team. Um, but what, probably Tim, Luis, Yolan, is your first line what's the first line the of the three White best Sox? players on the team, you mean? Yeah, like Aloy. Aloy. Yeah.
0: Tim Tim Luis Aloy. I yeah. mean I mean if you're if you're Vaughn. And then, and then I would have if you're doing the hockey parallel, Cease is our goalie. Because right. a goalie is the most important thing to have in sports. And so if you have a person that's gonna stop the other team from scoring, which a goalie is, Having Dylan Cease on our team gives us the advantage that other teams don't have. I was thinking, though, like are the
1: pitchers then like the defenders? I don't know. It's, a, t- it's a tough thing. But, like, where, where does – It's Be- a tricky where, analogy. Where does Ben Attendee <laughs> – Are Ben Attendee, Grandal, and Hendricks first liners? And That's the thing. I don't think they ever went out and got that first liner. They never got that game changer. Well, I think I, – I mean – They got I've great this, players at their position, but the, uh, the positions they got are kind of
2: lower value. I've said this a million times before, and I think this might end up being the – the main, one of the main topics when it comes to the the White Sox rebuild is that they thought they had those guys in house already, yeah. and and the Blackhawks had two of them right in yeah. in Taves and Kane, but all those almost all those other guys they had to go out and get it. Seabrook I think might have been in in house maybe, was, but everybody else they got was, from from so other was, organizations. So was
0: Keith too? They're both in house. No, Seabrook was from, from Philly. Seabrook was the okay. Seabrook and Sharp. I knew one I of the Seabrook same... or Keith were, were no, not in. Keith's from but, here. He was in. He was in house. The point,
2: the point being
1: that I think the White Sox... Yeah, Seabrook was in-house. He was a first-rounder.
2: I think the White Sox thought that they had their top five players were all guys that they already had, and they didn't need to go out and spend Marion Hosa-style money or make a Marion Hosa-style signing because, hey, look, we got all those guys in those trades already. Now, it not, hasn't necessarily worked out that way yet, mostly because almost all of those guys have been bedeviled by injuries throughout their career. I think at this point, right. you're looking at who is the best guy that they got in those trades. You're probably looking at Cease, and then I guess you could put T.A. as,
0: as an
1: in-house guy, too. No, but, Cease
0: is better than Aloy. Well, I mean, but— I, was I mean, Aloy has barely played
1: because we're of about, injuries. I, true, but we're talking about trades. I mean, same trade. Was, yeah. Um, right, I'm, I'm just saying that, mean,
2: that you know, it, I thought that—I I think that they— th- Planned, they projected that they were going to have this juggernaut team that was going to rise like the Blackhawks because of those three trades that they made. And they already had Tim Anderson. Like, And they're just going to go out and it's going to be guys that they can plug in and, and puzzle pieces that can fit in there. But the heavy lifting was already done. And mostly because of injuries, it has not worked out that way. But, I mean, all those guys are still here. Yeah, all, right. all those guys are still here. And, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to tell you it's going to happen Tomorrow or at all, because who knows? But um, I, that was their plan, and I, I think that you, you might – you're right. They haven't gone out and gotten that guy, but I think they, they were under the impression they didn't have to because they already had those guys in-house.
1: Well, and it's tough to play, um, you know, uh, uh, the what-if game, but I just think if we're, if we're thinking about the, just the, the, the starting lineup too, obviously Vaughn in-house, taking him draft pick. Uh, with with the draft pick, Coloss as well, in-house. Uh, you know, Ben Attendee, you, you go out and sign him. I think I, I obviously wanted to see a different right fielder. Could have been anybody. Uh, could have been Kyle Schwarber, whatever. Not the point. I guess the other point or place that I would go to is then Nick Madrigal, 2018. Like He was supposed to be one of those guys, too. He was supposed to be one of those guys, but also, again, like... T- taking a 5'8 second baseman. Like, was that the right choice when you still needed so much help in right field? Like, it just just to, the name I was going to bring up, and maybe you'll get, be on my side, uh, Kelnick went two picks after him. I mean. Like, Kelnick in right field right now would be pretty nice, a left-handed power swinger. But that – I
0: don't know. Out of that, you could say proven college bat at Oregon State with magical – And, like, ready sc- to go. Yeah. yeah. Or high school guy right, that yeah. needs time to develop in Jared Kelnick. I, at the time, didn't know, and I still don't know too much about college or high school baseball, so I'm not going to question because the results didn't turn out right. Hey, when they said Nick Madrigal was going to do this, that, and the other, I believed him, and I think he was on his way, and I don't know what happened, but he isn't the player that they assumed he would be. That is the failure on their development and him himself. Now, I don't know if Jerkel Keltnick's the same player with the in the White Sox system and or if Nick Magical's a different player in a different person's si- system. That's why I always say about Fernando Tatis, I don't think he's this if he's the White Sox prospect still going forward. So I can't second-guess Rick Hahn on the result of that draft. Yes, I would love well, to have he Rick. didn't make that pick. Well, I mean, what is it? Well, Nick, it
2: Nick Hostetler. Hostetler. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, yeah, and that's why well, he's reshuffled in the organization. Now right. there's a different guy there, um, Mike Shirley's. But, yes. I think that you know I won't I won't get on him too much about that because I thought that guy was guy was the best college bat at the time, right? Best hitter, they said. Yeah, that was
2: that was their argument. Yeah, is that he was the best hitter in college baseball, and they wanted to take the guy who was going to be there quickly, who was not going to need too much more seasoning in the minor leagues because they saw what every, what you you guys all saw, which was. In a
0: couple of years, we're going to be ready to go here. So we better have the, the guys who are ready, you know, soon enough. It's yeah. That Collins pick two, such poppy pick calls up. That's a top 10 pick that also yep. did yeah, not right. turn out the way it should have. I remember them talking like, man, he's got a premium bat. He knows how to walk, work the pitches and work. The counts can walk all those good and things And in the minor leagues. Boy, did he? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we got up to this major league system. He's like, uh, yeah, I forgot all the stuff I had learned back there. Mm. I'm just going to strike out and hit an occasional home run. Uh, and, yeah. then well, and then also catch a no-hitter. Sorry, and, Zach Collins. I'm going to give you credit for that. You caught a no-hitter, and too. And now he's back
1: in the minor leagues getting struck out by Alex Colomay, um, of course. Um, <laughs> of to, course. To give credit to, uh, or to, I guess, not credit. I mean, the 2018 draft was also just kind of bad. Uh, the best actual player is Shane McClanahan, 31st pick. Um, so it took a while for, for, for the good guys to when, get taken. When it comes um, to the
2: baseball draft, Sean, it's a,
1: yeah. There's no, Shoot.
2: I, I, I don't second-guess ever. Well, and how many people how many people got picked ahead of Mike Trout? Right. There you go. That's the, the only. The Angels
1: him right? yeah. <laughs> It's
2: the only. It's the only thing you ever need to bring up. This guy is maybe going to be the best baseball player in the history of baseball. And all those teams went, yeah, no.
0: And I think he's from New Jersey. He can't be good <laughs> until like a couple years ago. They didn't have a first overall pick in the Hall of Fame. Now that I think they have two, I know Harold Baines is one of them, and I forgot who the other the, one is. The White Sox. No, anybody. Just any major. Team. Major League Baseball never oh, had a one overall, number one gotcha. overall pick going to the Hall of Fame. A-Rod, of course, won't get there because of reasons, but Harold Baines is in there. I forgot who, who the first guy who broke that barrier uh, uh, actually was. Ken Griffey Jr. Was he 1-1? One and one? Yeah. Okay. okay. 87, first overall pick. All right.
1: Uh, they could tell that, that guy with uh, the Hall of Fame, or the not Hall of Fame, but the good baseball dad uh, was going to be decent. Um, final thing, too, this was going to be the joke part. I don't second-guess them, too, because they got their outfielder of the future in the second round of that draft. It was a college bat. The White Sox? Mm-hmm. Who? Come on. In the what? The Trout Draft? No, no, no. The 2018 draft. First pick was Nick Madrigal. Second round, 46 pick was outfielder. Gavin Cheese. Steel Walker. No, Steel Walker. Yes. Steel, oh. Texas, Walker, Ranger. Um, I just wanted to bring up Texas Walker, Ranger. Because then he got Texas, You know it's Walker, Texas. Texas, Ranger. Walker, right? Texas, Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> you guys are like old enough. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Hmm. All right, uh, we are going to take a quick ad break here and then we are going to uh, jump into some red flags about why the White Sox might not win a championship like we just discussed. I um, want to let you know about our good friends over at Fubo TV. They have 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, and you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Vinny doesn't need FuboTV tonight to watch the Blackhawks because he'll be there, but you can watch FuboTV to watch the White Sox. Cubs and White Sox are all. You could watch the Blackhawks. You watch, Blackhawks. It, yeah, sure. um, you watch the Bulls tomorrow. You can watch the Sox and Cubs uh, tomorrow as well as they return to action. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial at FuboTV.com. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. And my favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. If I want to go back and watch any part of the White Sox game that I might have missed, maybe uh, a certain called strike that, you know, I just need to need to watch. I can go back and hit that cloud DVR up and watch that clip. Uh, anyways, watch the White Sox on NBC Sports Chicago, with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 50% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, want to know about Goose Island. I uh, got... A couple of beers on, on, uh, over here. Uh, Vinny's drinking one. Uh, Herb's got one. Uh, look at that. Uh, Sarah's got one as well. We're all drinking on the job, folks. It's a beautiful day it's outside. A Summer's beautiful here. Beautiful day. Uh, summer is here, and that's why you need to drink Goose Island. CHGO, supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They are Chicago's beer since eight nineteen, not eighteen eighty eight. Uh, nineteen eighty eight. As Lawrence dies over there. You all right, Lawrence? Maybe you should be drinking a Goose Island. Yeah, maybe you should drink Goose Island. Ah, ah. Best Madison. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. They have the Blackhawks Pale Ale. Again, you're going to the UC tonight. They have the Bull City 312. The can matches the 2022-2023 City Edition uniforms. You can drink that tomorrow as they take on the heat. They also have the 312 Wheat Ale that uh, Herb and Vinny are drinking. The Bourbon County Stout. The Shandies. I was at Mariano's. They have a lemon, the tangerine, and a grapefruit shandy. Tangerine shandy sounds nice. Refreshing, uh it it, sounds like a
2: good like some that'd be a good name for a person tangerine shandy hello my name is tangerine shandy tangerine shandy (laughs) duber keep it in mind there
1: you go uh also i have the living easy kolsch i believe that is the uh summertime german beer if you want to get a little summary tonight also the beer hug ipa series which herb can chug the green line and the matilda and sophie and they also have the uh CHGO Bears draft party coming up on April 27th and April 28th uh, over at Joe's on Wheat Street. So make sure you check out all CHGO.com Goose Island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovative tanks at Goose Island Taproom at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash location Goose Island Beer Company. A uh, lot of red flags being raised on White Sox Twitter. People are ready to give up. People are ready to be bitter about this team. White Sox Twitter is pessimistic? Yeah. i yeah, could, shocked could you shocked to hear it um alec is saying his main red flag is the common trend of the front office putting too many chips on players staying healthy when there's no reason to believe that will be the case so here here i'll lay out some red flags and health is one of them basically what i want you to do i'll give you three red flags and i want you to say which one is going to stick around the longest you should have props i, I you wish. should have flags I, to raise I, I, like I, like we're signaling a boat. <sighs> We have, I mean, we have a, a scarf back there. I don't think we have any flags. Uh, Keep it in mind for next time. I will. Yeah, I will. Um, you could use more prop comedy on this show. I feel yeah, like. we can. I, I'll talk. Maybe uh, I know Shane. Call you, up Carrot
0: Yeah. Well, you just did a road trip with Shane, and I think he just saw Carrot Yeah, him and Tanny saw Carrot said he was hilarious, mm. which is uh, hard to believe. Yeah, very hard <laughs> to believe.
1: Um, we could call up Gallagher, but then I feel like Gallagher He's wouldn't be. He's currently leave. not with us. Gallagher
0: died Oh yeah he's dead Oh okay I heard he was A bad person too Yeah his brother Took over the show too
1: there's, yeah, a,
2: but a, there's he wasn't a happy second Gallagher. Yeah, yeah second was, Gallagher. it was called
0: it was literally called Gallagher 2. Wow, his brother bought the show off of him, and then there was you know, is
2: that is, that, too, is that whole little area outside Wrigley Field is that named after Gallagher? It is, yeah.
0: oh, okay, that, that
1: yeah. is Gallagher's way. You want to uh, watch me smash, smash some fruit? They christened <laughs> it with people smashing <laughs> <Just> watermelons, watermelons <laughs> dropping them off uh, the top um, of Wrigley Field. Sarah's a great producer. Uh, she immediately tried to get up and find red flags that and we had in the and office. And Sarah doesn't know who Gallagher is, no, she doesn't. Um, but Sarah, if if, if you could, uh, I know you were looking for red flags. We probably have a, a watermelon or two uh, in the fridge. <laughs> no, we don't, so Sarah, free, we don't, Sarah. We don't. Feel free. Sarah, do have... not throw watermelons at us, please. <laughs> no, 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 I just, I, we can get a bat. We could smash them. It'd be funny. Smash <laughs> um, some fruit. Anyways, both I'll, are I'll dead. I'll
0: do anything for the show. Oh, just... Both I'm Gallaghers are dead. Both are dead.
1: Gallaghers one and two. <laughs> both are the fallen. Mm.
0: Yeah, when I was a kid, Sir, Gallagher, Gallagher was the stuff. The end of the Gallagher dynasty. Um, As a child, man, Gallagher was the, smut, the stuff. Smashing fruit, jumping on couches. Telling relatable comedy. <laughs> Sounds like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um and then I realized the guy comedy. is not that
1: great. No, oh, yeah, Don't don't you don't know, don't meet your heroes, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Gallagher will be mean to you in an elevator. Uh let's get into the White Sox stuff. Uh red flags. Which one is going to be around for the longest? All right. Injury concerns.
0: The defense. Or the hitting. I think it's the injury concerns because the injuries caused the defense to be poor and the offense to be poor. We saw through the first, what, 11 games when this team was relatively healthy without even without Aloy, who only played designated hitter, when there was no Tim, there was no Yoan. that thing went to hell. Especially when it was no Yoan that made Hanzer play a little bit more, and then Tim got hurt because of Hanser's indecision. Bad defense. And so, also, you don't get the hot quality bat of Yohan Moncada starting off and when he's uh, in Minnesota. Those three games, that offense falls flat. And Tim Anderson, after he goes out, which both of those guys were top 60 F4 players before they went out, these are the problems. The injuries cause uh, the other problems. Because, really, there was no defensive problems, for the most part, when those two were in. And the hitting was good they would hit 10 if hits, not great hit yeah, yeah hit you know, they were still leading the league in hits they were hitting a lot of doubles not as much home runs but they were doing great jobs at the bat, and then you see the Minnesota series where the pitchers are good, but they're not great. But they're shutting down the White Sox, and you get twenty what twenty one in a row by Pablo Lopez. If you have Tim Tim Anderson and Juan Moncada, you think that's not stopped? No, I think they're stopping the twenty one in a row, and they're at least getting one hit and breaking that up. So yes, I think the injuries caused the other two. So can I bring up a, a little stat here for the for the
1: offense, and then Vinny, you can give our, your answer on what, which is the uh, the biggest red flag. Through games one through nine, the White Sox had at least 11 or 13 total bases um, in eight of the nine games. Uh, in games 10 through 13, they had total bases of six, 13, eight, and 11. Um, so just kind of a complete outage, like an outage that really hadn't seen earlier in the season. So I think it's fair to say, like, you know, correlation, causation.
2: Yeah, I think everything Herb said is exactly right. And I think I would pick. Injuries, but I don't think the injuries are a red flag per se. I just think that they are the thing that could, if they happen again, could cause the things to spiral the most, and for the reasons that Herb just laid out. But I would push back against the idea of the White Sox current injury situation being a red flag. I don't think there has been, I don't think there have been a bunch of injuries that show you that, like, oh boy, this team, this specific baseball team is doomed because of the players that they have getting injured. I think every team in baseball, injuries is always going to be the worst thing that can happen to them. The thing with the White Sox, obviously, is the history thereof. But, Yohan Moncada might end up missing three games with a sore back. It might not be that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Aloy Jimenez, they said when they put him on the DL that he might miss three weeks or the IL, excuse me, that he might miss three weeks and he might just miss 10 days. Uh, And then Tim Anderson is probably the one that is the one you worry about the most because the maximum possible time that he could be out is a month and that's a long time to have your most important player out. Obviously, you... Can't mention the injuries without mentioning Liam Hendricks and Garrett Crochet. Obviously, Liam Hendricks is not dealing with an injury, but a significant health situation. Still, the guy could be back by before the end of May, which is just amazing. Mm -hmm. But, um, so yes, the White Sox have been troubled by injuries. There's no doubt about it. But, whereas in the last two years... You look back and you say, wow, remember when Aloy missed months of the season each time? Wow, remember when Luis Robert missed months of the season? T.A. out the last month plus of last year. Yasmani Grandal months of uh, of the last two seasons. Lance Lynn missed the first two months of last season. Those injuries look as bad as they were because they were so significant and they lasted for so long and made up such a big part of those two seasons. We have the benefit of being able to look back at those two seasons and say, wow, those two seasons were ha- destroyed by injuries. Right now, <laughs> it's been 13 games. And yes, those 13 games have been impacted by the injuries that the White Sox have suffered. But let's let's wait till the end of the season. And if it was, wow, well, we really freaked out about Aloy going to the IL in the first two weeks, but it was the only time he missed all year. Well, then the
1: injuries weren't necessarily a red flag as much as they were... Very important in this in this moment. And going back to last year, the early injuries, Lancelin misses massive amount of time because of a knee injury right before the regular season starts. That's a huge red flag right there. Yuan moncada misses with an oblique injury that now we know was probably a huge uh nail in his season. He just was tough to find consistency for himself. He had outbursts, but he never had true stretches where it looked like yawn Moncada was healthy and lucas giolito same thing and it was an immediate first early se- season injury i feel like you know tim probably has the the biggest red flag of an injury would you agree with that like w- which injury has the biggest red flag um
0: of them eloy Yon, well joe tim, kelly tim because then it it like spirals down because there's no one as good as tim especially at shortstop and then you have to move elvis over to his position, then May, you gotta have a maybe person. less about the
1: repercussions, but
0: okay. more about like is there one that has you worried like, oh, that could hurt his season. Going forward? No. Yeah yeah. None that, of like these, which one has the biggest red flag of uh oh like none of these. None of I mean out of those three, Tim, because it's the longest. It's in the air question mark. You right. know Yohan is probably for the most part gonna play this weekend. And same thing with Aloy. And I don't think those injuries are really Injuries that you have to be on the IL for. I think the White Sox are being extra cautious with Aloy and being extra cautious with Johan, Yohan. Well, and, and that's fine because they, they might, have they have a history. But Tim, I think he's actually hurt well, and he yes. can't play. But they might be extra cautious with him too. Yeah, Maybe right. it is closer to two weeks than four weeks. That would be great. But also,
1: Aloy, they were being extra cautious with him and they still had Yohan and Tim. Right. When they started being cautious with Yohan, they still had Tim. And then for Tim gets... Right, but then Tim gets injured in that first game. That's just bad luck. But uh, my, I guess, Yohan's just been so tough to stay healthy. It's just been so hard for him to stay healthy. And again, I had injuries or, or worried worries about Yasmani's back. So I think it'd be hypocritical for me not to be like, oh, well, Yohan, because this is something that he's now dealt with in spring training. And now it's flared up within a month. Well, and I'll bring up too, you, your, your,
2: questions about Yasmani valid oh yeah the guy had the guy who spent the last two years with lower body injuries right at back and lower body injuries uh, of course you should be asking questions about that and to be fair Yohan moncada has spent the better part of the last two seasons banged up he was playing and in 2019 he played well but he was playing while if you don't want to say hurt, you can say banged up. And if that's what this ends up being, oh, he only missed three he only missed three days in April. But maybe he has a tendency to play through all these things that get him banged up. And what was it last year? He came back from the oblique too soon. Exactly. So obviously the White Sox know that and I think the White Sox are going to approach his Body with the with that knowledge in mind, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, maybe this is them reacting to what happened last year with Yoan and saying, why don't you just sit this series out mm-hmm. rather than, than forcing it and playing through it? Because we've seen what happened the last two years when you have played through getting banged up. Guys are going to get hurt throughout the entire season. Guys are going to not be able to play, right? It, it, it happens to basically every player in some degree or another every single year. Um, there's a reason you don't see... People playing 162 games every year over and over again. Teams taking precaution, right? Uh, it's going to happen to the White Sox. The question is, can they avoid the things that they couldn't the last two years? Can they avoid Aloy missing two months? Can they avoid Robert missing months? Can they avoid this? TA might miss a month. And to me, that is the one where people can point and say, they're not able to avoid it. Oh, man, the bad luck is striking again. This is what sounds familiar. The Eloy stuff and the Yohan stuff right now, that's baseball. The TA stuff right now, that's the kind of thing. It's also baseball, but it's the kind of thing that has happened too much to the White Sox in recent years.
1: If it is, though, on the early side, if it is
2: two weeks, then it's not. Right. So, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll (laughs) wait. That's why you got to wait and see. Right. And, And,
1: you know again we'll, we'll have to wait and see there's there's nothing else we could do uh we're gonna take a quick break here and then we're gonna uh i think did you get to your eye husky yeah bar, i will in a sec we're gonna uh it, it, his super <laughs> chat will now go into the the next segment so we'll take a quick break and then talk about the uh, upcoming games for the Sox. uh want to let you know though about our friends over at foco uh this tim anderson bobblehead right in front of me it's got the lovely Sox uh, 35th red line stop uh in front of a giant tim anderson uh in and the front uh little facade of 35th and shields you got it's like a, a nice little, little you, ball. You got a nice uh, little bobblehead. CTA inclusion
2: on yeah, a bobblehead. You don't on. see that enough, I it's, feel.
1: It's very nice. And and I think they did a lovely job capturing the uh, the true facade of uh, Comiskey 2. Um
2: yeah, unfortunately that's pointing the other way in real life when it comes to the where it's positioned among the uh, L track there
1: yeah oh right yeah but they it's, took a, some it's a bunch uniform. of it's a bunch of nice imagery absolutely they did they did take some creative liberty with how massive tim tim anderson yeah that's is. true <laughs> tim anderson's <laughs> not, not as, that tall he's not taller than the,
0: the uh, <laughs> or that short either <laughs> that's true yeah. hey, not taller than guaranteed rate or like five inches it's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a bobblehead. it's a uh,
1: you know it's a he's larger than life folks um we love our foco bobbleheads uh the the uh Southpaw one is a fantastic one as well. Get fitted in the best sports gear around. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And it is baseball season. They have aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. So check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO
0: for 10% off. Herb. Hello what you got on your forehead oh you know i got my shady rays on my forehead you man that's taking on the sun with gear built to last damn straight look at you optical clarity too (laughs) your friends over
1: at shady rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and an affordable price shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product it's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure Uh, You love your Shady Rays, don't you?
0: There's nothing better than Shady Rays, especially on these last couple days. The sun has been shining. I'm like, what's that big object in the sky? i got to have something to protect my eyes. glad Shady Rays is there for me. There you go. And, uh, two, if you lose
1: or break your pair, uh, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give you their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code CHGO. You can look as good as Herb. For 50% off two or more pairs of polarized shades. Try yourself. These shades Rated five stars by over over 250,000 people. Uh, And the final uh, read for today is ComEd. Uh, Boys, have you heard about the the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program? Yes. Oh, did you know it's committed to helping families and businesses and the communities they serve? Yes. Wow. Uh, They help manage energy usage and lower energy bills good oh i thought you were gonna say yes again now and into (laughs) the future you you didn't ask a question (laughs) Uh, i guess uh (laughs) comet offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory and comet offers free also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like hvac systems commercial kitchen equipments or industrial processes how does it work how does it work, Shawnee? Wow, look at that. Uh, an authorized <laughs> engineer will work with you to develop a plan, uh, a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, and these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to com slash That's comment.com slash powering B-I-Z. Super chat from Husky Bardo saying, nice reset with the off day. Orioles bullpen is taxed. Uh, They just had a series with the Oakland A's. They did win the series. The Uh, battle
2: of the vowels. O's
1: versus A's. O's versus A's. Uh, The the battle of, I mean, I guess, they're kind of, they used to be close when it was Philly versus Baltimore, no? Way back when. Way back when. (laughs) Were they, I don't you, think the Orioles existed way they? back okay. then. Mercy. Um, but in the first game, they used... I think it was St. Louis Browns. Yeah. Look
0: at you. Yeah. Very nice. A lot um, of teams leave St. Louis. I wonder
1: why. Mercy. <laughs> even, the, even the XFL team left. Yeah. The Battle Hawks. No, they're back. No, they went, to, they went to L.A. No, that was a joke. Oh, that was an April Fool's? That,
0: that was an April Fool's bad. joke. Um,
1: So in the 12-8 game, uh, Orioles used five pitchers, uh, four out of the bullpen. In their 8-4 to four win, uh, they used five pitchers. And in their game today, they used five pitchers uh, in an Adley Rutschman walk-off. Uh, so very nice. They just played today as well. So uh, that bullpen is going to be taxed. Um, and it is looking like Tyler Wells. Kyle Gibson and Grayson Rodriguez uh, for the Orioles in their games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday versus the Sox. (laughs) Grayrod. And then Clevenger, Kopech, and Cease. Cease versus Grayrod is going to be one hell of a matchup on one ten, We will be with you for a post-game show that day, but no post-game and pre-game for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But we will be, be with there, you On Sunday. Yeah, I'll be, Vinny the will be there the uh, Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. Uh, he'll be cranking out articles at allchgo.com, and make sure you are reading those over at allchgo.com. They are free and unlocked. Um, but what do we make of the series with the Orioles? We don't have to keep this too long, because I know you got to get going, Vinny.
0: Um, I thought that last year, the Orioles, I don't know if you guys remember, it was a late game. I think Austin Hayes hit a couple home runs. It went late into the Baltimore night, like 1 a.m. before the game ended. They flew to Chicago. I was like, here we go. White Sox about the eat versus the Baltimore Orioles. No, sir. The Orioles looked like the better team on the field. At that time, I think the Orioles were under 500. and eventually I think they finished a couple games above 500 and almost made it to the playoffs. But I was like – Very impressed with what uh, Mr. Hyde, Brandon Hyde, has done with that team. And now they've got reinforcements. Adley Rutschman is the stud that everybody thought he would be. Gunnar Henderson is a great player. We see what Cedric Mullins does. They have people are going to be, man, man, these Orioles in a couple years are going to be competing for championships type of team. And so the White Sox got to take advantage of this. Not great pitching staff. So, I mean, the starters right there, Kyle Gibson, we've seen him as a Minnesota twin, as a, t- a Texas Ranger. As we, a Missouri Tiger. <laughs> as Stretch. a Missouri Tiger. Are you there at the same time? I don't remember. Mm. Maybe. You know, and the guy going tomor- yeah, tomorrow, I was like, who? I was like, Kip Wells pitching? That's what uh, Vinny said. I was like, oh, who the hell is Wells? The White Sox have faced him one time in 2021. Seven guys faced him. Only Adam Engel got a hit off him and it was a home run. So they have mystery there with the Mr. Wells, and I think he's only pitched for the Texas Rangers this year. Um, but this is a series the White Sox have to get right because there's a gauntlet after it. I mean, this is the start of the gauntlet. The Orioles are a really damn tough yeah. team. Wow, the White Sox rose to the challenge of the Houston Astros when they played in the first series and have failed versus teams that are other you know like they're not, world not as beaters. good as the Astros like the Giants are not good <laughs> the Pirates are have a good record but no one's saying oh here we go here are the Pirates and the same thing with the Minnesota Twins the Orioles are hey this is a measuring stick we need to see how we can do versus one of the better teams in the AL East and this is where the White Sox hopefully step up to the plate and raise their level of play especially if they're getting Yohan and Aloy back Kyle Gibson was a Mizzou Tiger 2006 to
1: 2009. So we overlapped. Here you you and you and Kyle Gibson. One year, one year. Yeah, there you go. You and KG. <laughs> what do you make of the Orioles? Well, the Orioles are good,
2: yeah. uh, and so Herb was exactly right. You know, the White Sox played really well against a really good Astros team uh, the last three series. They did not play well as well, and, and in some cases, played quite poorly well, yeah. uh, against some teams um, that I would say, even though the Twins are, are you know a, a step above the Pirates, certainly. Yeah. Um, the, the gauntlet that the White Sox are going to face coming up here, these teams are all better than the Twins, and we saw what the White Sox just did against the Twins. They're all supposed to be better than the Twins, I should say. Um, the White Sox need to win the series. They have yet to win a series right now, and for as much as everybody is all, has been on me the last two days for reminding everyone that it's early in the season, if you're not winning series at all, which is what the White Sox are doing, then early ends really quickly because you put yourself in a big hole it it would be one thing if they were you know if you you spend the first two or three months doing what they did last year which was hey win a couple lose a couple win a couple they're right around 500 the whole thing if you're dropping two out of three every time every time then it gets late really quick and The White Sox need to avoid that because as much as the season is never over until it mathematically says it is, the math is going to be working against them in a hurry if they are that far down. Playing catch-up is harder than not playing catch-up. And the White Sox have the ability, as we saw against the Astros, to compete with teams, to win games, to win series against good teams. They... If they're going to be one of those good teams come the end of the season, they need to stop dropping two or three here every time they meet a team. Four series in, they've yet to win one and now the work gets more difficult. So it starts this weekend. They've got to real they've, they've got to get the hitting they got the hitting before they went to Minnesota the hitting was fine. Then they went to Minnesota and it fell off. They, they they need to get the pitching. These things need to get start getting more consistent. Because I don't think anybody can say right now, you can point to a unit and say, that unit is terrible, and they the this facet of the game is terrible. They're going to go nowhere because of that. It could be good one day, it could be bad. That's the problem. It needs to get consistent. And the starting pitching has gotten better as time has gone on here. The offense has now dipped. They need to they need to line these up. You remember, Herb, in the old uh, NBA video games when you go shoot a free throw and they have, you have the one, yeah, and then, and mm. the one thing moving this way and the one thing moving this way and you've got to get them to right right in the middle? Yeah. The White Sox have not gotten them in the middle yet. <laughs> they've gotten one in the middle, but then the other one's all the way down Their here. Rating's they've like got one here and, and it's, it's all the way side. over here. They need <laughs> to line them up. They have yet to do that yet. Once they can do that, they can start winning more consistently. But uh, things have in, in terms of what has been bad so far, the first 13 games, they haven't
0: won enough times. That's what's been bad. And to your, <laughs> further your analogy, like, that thing is pretty going slow. And the White Sox are not putting <laughs> in the middle. You're saying it's a pretty good free it's throw shooter? It's going slow. It's and not then, Shaq and then doing it's this? like hitting this. Like, because those teams <laughs> are facing them not great. Right. Mm. And they're like, eh, here it's off the rim. I guess.
1: Front but, iron. But, but then raise the question, is uh, Dr. Derozan in the crowd screaming at you while you're you're doing the taking the free throws oh, and then they're, they'll be missing them. Uh, I, I topical. Um, this has been a real full Chicago it really sports show today. Hasn't? Yeah, we, we can host on hey, too? Kevin. We could start hosting the Chgo Sports Podcast. Eli. Um, no, he did okay. All right. um, so l- real quick, uh, we don't have to go too deep into the Baltimore series or whatever. But just tell me when. Tell me when the White Sox are the better team. Okay. Okay. Like clearly in yeah, in, your, in our opinions. Better okay. team. Baltimore. Keep on going. Philadelphia. Tampa. Toronto. Tampa. Minnesota. Cincy. There. Yes. May May 5th.
0: There, There. right there. I'm going to those games. It's a gauntlet. I'm going to those games. Wow, Herb loves the NL Central. Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, Courtney loves the NL Central. She needs to see (laughs) that, that terrible ballpark and eat some of that terrible chili. Hey, the gabbit. Ugh, American ballpark. It's terrible. The, the house Griffey founded. I hope the city's better than it was in whatever year we went. Mm-hmm. We, uh, Me, Tanny, and uh, Brendan went to that city and watched the game there, and it wasn't great. Oh. The best part about that ballpark is their Hall of Fame, which is outside of the ballpark. Never been. Should go. The Hall of is pretty good. Di- you you're not giving it. The a Hall of pretty good. They're ringing endorsements. They gave me, They gave us two bobbleheads that day. Wow. One George Foster, one to get in the Hall when we got in the Hall of Fame, and one uh, Tucker Barnhart, your guy. My guy. Uh, bobblehead, and I sold both of them or good gave both of them away. Um, final thing. What you, a story. You brought up catchers.
1: <laughs> you brought up switching he- catchers like Tucker Barnhart. Uh, Adley, Adley Rutschman yep. uh, is going to terrorize the White Sox. I hope um, not, he terrorizes everyone. Well, he so, does. Yeah. But I just want to say, like, just because he's he terrorizes everyone because he's really good at baseball. Yeah.
2: Someone made a tremendous pick in picking him for the, his AL-only uh, fantasy team before the season started. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Um, My team, by the way, is running away with it. We don't even know. We don't even know. I've what got scoring. Wander Franco. I got Brandon Lau. I got uh, uh, Bregman, who's starting to get hot. I got Rutschman. Wow. Oh, do you pick all AL
0: East people except for Bregman? No, I bregu. Okay, you picked a bregu. Yeah, you're done.
1: <laughs> my guy's red um, hot. My first baseman's red hot. He's um, a, There's two hitters on the White Sox that are good, and I, they're on my team.
2: Well, I got, I, got, Fra- I got Wander Franco, and it looks like he's going to win the MVP. I
1: guess so. my, my shortstop's <laughs> stops hurt. Um, thanks, Tim. Um, but uh, wrapping it up, uh, Adley Rutschman is going to just really great. What I want people to watch though for, uh, and this was a really cool breakdown of this on MLB Network. Uh, they took the... Uh, the it's the video of his left-handed swing and his right-handed swing from 2022 and you could just kind of see his left-handed swing beautiful, crisp, clean, his right-handed swing kind of a little bit less refined and sharp. 2023, they took video of his left-handed swing and his right-handed swing, flipped it and put it overlay. Yeah, and made yeah. it well but made his right-handed swing his left-handed swing and made his left-handed swing his right-handed swing. Mirror images. He has got it down. He can hit from the left. He can hit from the
0: right. And he's going to destroy White Sox pitchers. So just watch out for him. I predict we're gonna have the better switch hitting catcher this series.
1: That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Twenty Three. He's our CHGO White Sox community hey, leader.
0: You laughed at my Jared kelnick
1: too, and look at my man. Oh uh, I'll, I'll laugh at Gone. you. I'll laugh at you on Sunday for our post game after Adley Rutschman hits four home runs this series. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. He'll be posting articles this weekend on allchgo.com, and he'll be at the ballpark. So make sure you follow his tweets when he tweets out about Adley Rutschman hitting homers. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. No one did pick Matt Chapman, which is a bad pick. That guy looks really good. Can I take him? Can I, no, it's great. Okay. All right. well, um, thank you, to Sarah Victor, for producing the show. We will see you after the game on Sunday here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel.